48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. Tonight's headlines. A developer says it's demolishing two buildings under construction at a popular development after some structures failed tests. Three top officials admit they were both they were fined for flouting social distancing rules, and the Hong Kong and central governments condemn Washington's decision to continue with what it called the national emergency for the SAR. The Buildings Department has launched an investigation into construction problems at a new world development project in Taiwan. Concrete at two blocks at the Pavilion Farm that were under construction was found to have failed to meet requirements and will have to be torn down. About 800 buyers are affected. The New World insists five completed blocks at the project are safe and have passed all necessary tests. Ms Chan, who bought a flat at one of the completed blocks, urged New World to be fully transparent. This news is quite shocking to say the least. New World has always had a pretty good reputation and that's why we chose Pavilion Farm to invest in. They would really have to salvage their public image in this case. For example, publishing a transparent report detailing the causes, the impact, um, and also disclose any other problems known to them so far. Well, it's definitely commendable effort of them to compensate the flat owners. In my view, that's not enough. We need to know similar incidents wouldn't take place anymore. Um, especially when similar incidents would have far-reaching impact on the future price levels of the flats and also the safety of workers and residents there. The former president of the Institute of Engineers, Greg Wong, says a lax monitoring mechanism or miscommunication between the contractor and construction staff might be to blame for what happened. He also says the buildings involved must be torn down and rebuilt to ensure safety. The building, my, my understanding is from the sales brochure, is quite tall. It's uh, 60 stories high or 65, or something like that. And they are talking about the bottom part of the wall. So uh, when the wall has to support 60 stories above it, and the lower part concrete does not meet the design requirement, is is too weak, it will cause danger to the upper 64s. If they did not rectify the situation, they will not get an occupation permit. Solicitor, Solicitor Raymond Sears says the basement compensation should be the price of the flat plus accrued interest, but the actual packages for buyers could vary. When there is a breach of the uh, completion time, the uh, various buyers would face various difficulties. Some buyers may anticipate that the uh, new building can be completed by certain date, and then they have already planned. For example, they have sold their own flat. They want to uh, move in the new uh, unit when the completion has been uh, done. So many uh, different buyers will face different problems when the developers say, oh, we cannot deliver the units to you on time. The heads of the Customs and Immigration Departments have admitted they were both given fixed penalty tickets in March for flouting social distancing rules during a dinner event. Priscilla Ng reports. Media reports earlier said Commissioner of Customs and Excise Hermes Tang and Director of Immigration Al Kao Wang were caught having dinner with a group of people in a restaurant in Wan Chai, despite government rules at the time prohibiting more than four people at a table. In two separate and identical statements, the two department heads conceded that they were fined for violating COVID-19 rules. 
The fine has been paid, and I will be more careful in abiding by the rules in future, Mr. Tang and Mr. Ao said. In response to RTHK's inquiries, the police say it was during an investigation into another case that they found out about a dinner gathering on March the second that resulted in nine people being given fixed penalty fines for violating a ban on group gatherings. That case relates to a woman who said she was raped in her home on March the second. A man was later arrested and charged with attempted rape. The statements by the two chiefs say the dinner was not related to an ongoing criminal case. Separately, the Under Secretary for Security Sunny O、oh, has also conceded that he also attended the same dinner event and was fined. The world's known COVID-19 death toll has now surpassed four million people. It took nine months for the virus to claim its first million lives. The more infectious Delta virus variant is accelerating outbreaks, and the World Health Organization said the world is at a perilous point. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is coming up to five minutes past eleven. The Hong Kong and central governments have both condemned Washington's decision to continue with what it called the national emergency with respect to Hong Kong, citing Beijing's encroachment on the SAR's autonomy. Priscilla Ng has more. In its decision to continue with the national emergency for Hong Kong, which it imposed in July 2020 after the enactment of the national security law, U.S. President Joe Biden cited Beijing's recent moves to fundamentally undermine Hong Kong's autonomy. He said this continued to pose an unusual and extraordinary threat to the national security, foreign policy, and economy of the United States. A Hong Kong government spokesman accused the U.S. of adopting a totally unjustified Stands on Hong Kong, and making outrageous statements that blatantly disregarded the rule of law. Separately, Beijing's foreign ministry office in Hong Kong said in a statement that the U.S. had trampled on international law by deliberately distorting one country, two systems, and wantonly interfering in Hong Kong affairs. Pro-Beijing lawmaker Paul Tse says the authorities shouldn't try to recover salaries paid to district councillors who are disqualified for being unpatriotic. Reports say councillors will be told later this month that they have to pledge allegiance to the SAR to keep their jobs. Timmy Sung reports. Media reports say as many as 230 pro-democracy councillors could be unseated for failing to meet the criteria for the pledge of allegiance. The authorities could also recoup salaries and allowances from those found to be unpatriotic or whose oaths are deemed invalid. But speaking on commercial radio, Paul Zhe, who is also a Wan Chai District Councillor, says such a move will be unnecessary. They have served the people for a period of time. It may not necessary to use the strictest legal approach to recoup all the money back. But it's up to the government, he said. Mr. Se also said that although some people may be unseated because of minor mistakes, they could still serve society and should not rule out standing in future electoral elections. Pro-democracy candidates won by a landslide in district polls amid the social unrest of 2019, taking control of all but one of the city's 18 councils. But a number of them have since resigned or quit their parties after the overtaking legislation was approved in May. While some charged with national security crimes have also stepped down, the government is offering a one-off free body check to taxi and minibus drivers in an attempt to encourage them to get vaccinated against COVID-19. Wendy Wong reports. 
Some elderly residents and people with chronic conditions are hesitant about receiving COVID jabs as they are worried about side effects and not sure whether they are suitable to get vaccinated. With this in mind, the transport department says minibus and taxi drivers can sign up for a check at 10 designated clinics between July the 15th and August the 14th. The drivers will be screened for diabetes and anemia and have the cholesterol levels checked. Their blood pressure and body fat percentage will also be measured. They will then be given a health report that will be explained by a medical practitioner. A limited quota is available for the health checks on a first-come, first-served basis. Meanwhile, Hong Kong's coronavirus situation remains stable, with the Centre for Health Protection reporting three new imported cases. The infected travellers flew in from the UK, Russia and the Philippines. According to an expert advising the government, private clinics might soon be able to administer BioNTech jabs after studies showed that COVID vaccines don't need to be stored in ultra-cold conditions and normal fridge temperatures are adequate. That story from Violet Wong. The convener of a government advisory panel on COVID-19 vaccines, Wallace Lau, quoted data released last Friday by Fosun Pharma, the regional distributor of BioNTech, as saying the vaccines can now be stored at 2 to 8 degrees for a month instead of just five days. Professor Lau noted that Europe and the United States have relaxed the storage requirement for BioNTech jabs and health officials here are carrying out tests to see if Hong Kong can follow suit. Currently, private clinics can only provide the mainland-made Sinovac vaccine, and those who opt for BioNTech jabs have to get them at a community inoculation centre. Professor Lau said he hopes clinics can take over the vaccination drive if inoculation centres close in September as planned. The latest shipment of about 630,000 doses of the BioNTech vaccine arrived in Hong Kong on Wednesday from Germany. Professor Lau was also asked about Singapore's decision to exclude those who get the Sinovac jab from the country's vaccination figures on the grounds that there's insufficient data to show it is effective against the more contagious Delta variant of the virus. He said data provided by the manufacturer recently showed that Sinovac is effective against COVID variants. The University of Hong Kong has accused its student union of whitewashing violence for mourning the deceased suspect of last week's police stabbing in Causeway Bay. Here's Violet Wong again. At a meeting on Wednesday night, the Students' Union Council passed a motion to express its deep sadness at the death of Leung Kin Fai and to offer its sympathy and condolences to his family and friends. The motion was also to appreciate what was described as the dead man's sacrifice to Hong Kong. The council members had observed a one-minute silence before the meeting started. In response, the university says in a statement that the portrayal of the stabbing of a police officer and the suicide of the attacker as a sacrifice sends a totally wrong message to society. The university says it condemns all forms of violence and opposes any speech or acts that promote and justify violence. The authorities have described the July the 1st incident in Causeway Bay as a lone wolf terrorist attack and have rebuked people who grieved over the assailant's death. In a statement, the Security Bureau also said it strongly condemned a university student organisation for beautifying and treating as heroic the blatant violence of the attacker.
The European Commission has fined the car maker, car makers BMW and Volkswagen Group a total of a billion US dollars for colluding on anti-pollution technology for diesel vessels. It said they and the car maker Daimler had agreed not to compete on using technology they possessed to reduce harmful nitrogen oxide emissions beyond what was legally required by EU rules. Here's the Commissioner for Competition, Margrethe Vestager. Polluting less is an important uh, characteristic of any car. And this cartel aimed at restricting competition on this key competition parameter. Through this conduct, the car makers, well, they eliminated the inherent threat that their competitor would do better. And this threat is a key driver of innovation. With rising coronavirus infections, Japan is placing the capital under a new state of emergency from next week that will last for the duration of the Tokyo Olympics. The spread is being fueled by the more infectious Delta variant. The Japanese Prime Minister Yoshihide Suga announced the state of emergency at a coronavirus task force meeting. Although the number of severely ill patients and the occupancy rates of hospital beds have remained at a low level, the impact of the COVID-19 mutated strains must be taken into account. Given the situation, we will issue a state of emergency for Tokyo and extend it in Okinawa until August the 22nd. Sport in England ended their long drought, made it to the Euro 2020 final after a tough 2-1 win over Denmark. Harry Kane slotted home after his penalty was saved by Danish keeper Kasper Schmeichel in extra time, sending the three Lions into their first major final since 1966. What a game, tough game. Credit to Denmark, you know. Got a really tough game for us, but we dug deep and we, and we, we got there when it mattered. And I, I thought the boys were excellent all over the pitch. Reacted really well from going 1-0 down. Tennis now and Ashley Barty reached her first Wimbledon final 10 years after being crowned junior champion. She beat 2018 winner Angelique Kerber. The 25-year-old Australian will play either former world number one Karolina Pliskova of the Czech Republic or Belarusian second seed Arena Sabalenka in Saturday's final. Barty is the first Australian woman to reach the final since her idol and mentor Yvonne Goulagong-Cawley won his second title in 1980. On the ice, the Tampa Bay Lightning repeated as Stanley Cup champions. They beat the Montreal Canadiens 1-0 in Game 5 of the final, taking the series four games to one. Russ Colton was the goal scorer, and Andre Vasilevsky stopped 22 shots in a shutout. The goalie was named most valuable player of the playoffs. And a reminder of our top stories tonight. A developer says it's demolishing two buildings under construction at a popular development after some structures failed strength tests. Three officials admit they were fined for flouting social distancing rules. And the Hong Kong and central governments condemn Washington's decision to continue with what it called the National Emergency Declaration for the SAR. The news from RTHK. It'll be fine and very hot with temperatures in the region of 29 to 34 degrees and the outlook it'll stay fine and very hot in the next few days currently it's 29 degrees celsius humidity is 82 percent please be advised the very hot weather warning is currently in force and that's all
find us a brand new recipe. I got a hot rod Ford and a two dollar bill, and I know a spot right over the hill. There's soda pop and the dancing spree. So if you wanna have fun, come along with me. Say, hey, good looking. Looking, a song that's been used in cookery and food adverts for decades, I would say. Into our second hour this Thursday evening, the dying embers, a new day looms. <laughs> 